Dom, didn't you have a thing that you wanted to say? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm excited to do this episode today. Haunted Mask is a big, big series oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. uh, Goosebuds, Goosebumps. This is the World Series of Goosebumps. I, I still get those two mixed up, Goosebumps and Goosebuds, for some reason. Well, if enough time passes, we just own Goosebumps. Like, if we can make more content than Goosebumps, Goosebuds becomes the new Goosebumps. You are correct. That is how modern copyright law works. That mm-hmm. is but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying, you know, if I'm a little quiet this episode, just, you know, remember that I'm still healing. Um, I went and got uh, my Chad surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you guys see that you like there's this article in Newsweek, I think, or maybe the New Yorker. And it's it's details. uh some folks uh, who identify themselves as incels mm-hmm. uh, going under the knife and getting surgery to uh, look more handsome oh. on their face. Oh, okay. Uh, well, their idea of handsome, their idea, the ideal, which is a Chad. I, uh, I okay. I, I had I had that happen, and uh, I just want to clarify that I I saw the article. I thought it was a good idea. I didn't get Chad quotations you got our friend chad i got chad yeah i got chad Quan surgery oh, so wow. that's why i needed those uh beard trimmings um <laughs> this makes a lot of sense dom i yeah. i thought you were just gonna make like, a nice pillow out of them or something but um... no yeah i needed them for for um your beard now okay. I, yeah, I have like a big red beard growing out of my face now can i ask so. what other parts of the uh surgery was besides i mean obviously a beard transplant glasses transplant glasses transplant stitched up to the side I got, of your face. I got your glasses grafted to my head yeah uh i mean did you go for the full package did you get did you get the, the did you get his trunk dick? legs did you and- get his dick is what he's asking <laughs> uh, no i just got face i just paul that is i want to say as someone who has not really commented uh to me to to give a phone call to see if I've been okay, that was inappropriate to ask if I also got his dick. I'm just shocked, okay? And uh, I, I wasn't told that you had this surgery so well, until I, now. I also would hope that you guys would know that, I, listen, yes, a couple years ago when I signed my body rights away for the Chad procedure, I put it in very clear stipulations in the contract that certain parts of my body were not allowed to be digitally scanned because that's how they do it they run you through yes, one of those like yeah. video game uh actor machines mm-hmm. and they scan your body for all the details i said no penis y'all oh, and and we need to make make it known that in that process yes there is a ball that goes on the tip of your dick to track your dick movements mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah there's oh it's a, t- a little tennis ball and it fits right on top it's great yeah Goes right on the tip. You have to stay erect the entire time. You didn't sign that off though, Chad. You didn't allow that. No, I did not. I did not. Put the the uh, the any genital scanning is not allowed, along with um, particularly my uh, my cheeks. I think my cheeks are uh, my dimples. <laughs> your trademark are, are dimples, yes. Part. And also my <laughs> back dimples. I know that's something people are obsessed about. Your little butt dimples above your butt. Those things are also not allowed to be scanned. So, Dom, you might have gotten a Chad implant, but you're not only like ninety five percent Chad. Yeah, I've I've lost actually just a lot of my sexual identity through this. I like I've gotten the full body scan. <laughs> I've changed my mind now. I have <laughs> now I have the full body. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, I you know whatever. It's it's fine. I just feel good. I just feel good knowing that there's two chads in the world and I'm one of them. Well, this is what's awkward. <laughs> this is what's awkward about it though. Is I wasn't going to tell you guys until you know. Oh no! Oh no! I is this a gift of the magi situation? Maybe. Um, I 
I got the Paul. I got the Paul. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mm. I I I almost in. got the I almost got the Paul. Mine's easier to get because Chad, since you were the the epitome of fuckability, and that's why the <laughs> incels <laughs> incels look you look up to you and and try to get Chad surgery. I thought you had a strict clause in your in your cloning or I guess surgery uh, surgery brief. That uh, someone who only people who were completely unfuckable were allowed to get your surgery, which is astounding to me, Dom, that you got that. I don't know how you got past the censors for that. Yeah, Dom, you kind of you kind of did a downgrade there, buddy. I don't know if uh, you made the right call there. Oh, I didn't intend that to be the the case, Chad. You were incredibly fuckable. It's just that I thought that you had to be entirely unfuckable in order for this to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I knew a guy. <laughs> it was an under the table uh, surgery. Yeah, that guy was. <laughs> That guy was Chad. I I was like, I know Chad. He's my friend. They were like, let him have the surgeries, his friend. Well, here, here's, the, here's the problem I'm dealing with. I don't know if you can relate. I mean, because, Dom, they probably had to, like, you know, inflate you up a little bit. Not that you're not muscular. We just had to add a little extra stuffing in there for the Chad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the Paul, they were like, well, it listen. was It was ground up textbooks that they filled. <laughs> <laughs> for the Paul, it was, they were like, you know, if you want to be Paul, He's a he's a real like in shape uh svelte dude. There's there's too much mass here. We're gonna have to cut some stuff out. And I was like, no, I don't want to lose a single part of. Things. Oh, and they let you keep it. So like they took all of my muscle and fat and everything and like extra bones that I had and just kind of like condensed them down. Like um, you're like a you're like that cardboard that's incredibly strong now. Yeah, it's but it's just packed. Like it's every sec. If, if for a sec, if I get a single cut. A single cut, I think I'm just gonna burst, like pop like a balloon. Yeah, you're like a like a stuffed animal. Like the 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 all of the old Chad pieces will fly out of you. Yeah, yeah. When you get like something packed and you like uh saran wrap it where you air seal and vacuum, that's what my entire body is now. And it is uncomfortable. Again, I, I'm not sure how you got past the uh the legal ramifications that I had set up where I demanded that anyone who was bigger than me that got Paul surgery, which now now the the fucking Cat's out of the bag here, right? It's, <laughs> it, it's it, people know they can do this. I had insisted that, like old Nike shoes, anybody's old body parts get made ground up and made into uh into ground for children to play on. Oh, that's really a nice. I didn't realize that. I was depriving a. I didn't realize I was depriving a playground of that rubbery material. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty damn selfish what you did, Chad. Well, I heard the uh, a, a portion of that's only a, a percentage of of the of the remains that get made into that, Paul. Because the other, I believe, get made into Paul Ritchie masks <laughs> that you can buy at the store. And uh, hey, if they're in the basement of the costume store, I'm going to recommend that you don't put that on. Don't steal that face. You know. Cause we're, cause this is Goosebuds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Goosebuds. <laughs> well transitioned, Dom. Dom, you did that with the aplomb of a person with Chad's beautiful physique and and. I just feel con- confident now. Yeah. I just feel I'm the way I've always wanted to be, Chad, my friend Chad. <laughs> oh, Dom, I'm touched, man. Now I kind of feel embarrassed that you know we didn't do a uh, a, re- a full swap now. Here's the unfortunate thing is Paul just not making things awkward. Paul's got to get a Dom. I have to become Dom now. Uh, yeah, sorry. I own the copyright on that, and that's illegal. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have to negotiate that. Maybe over the course of this episode, we can come to some sort of understanding. And and like you said, this is a, a book that is about becoming someone else with a magical mask that, that turns you into an old man. Yeah. Uh, that's right. 
if we're going to jump into this book. Can I just talk about the cover real quick? Yeah. Can we talk about the yes. cover? It's a famous cover. We love a Tim Jacobus. We love his artwork. <laughs> Can I just say that this is the one cover, it's a great cover, that makes the threat to me super hilarious and not like I feel bad for that monster on that cover. It's a pitiable face. I mean, it is it is a hideous face. I'm going I'm bringing it up now for my own reference. And it's pitiable. Uh, it's not even hideous. It's just I I look at it and I kind of laugh at the I'm not threatened by that face. You're not threatened by old I'm t- I'm kind of constantly on alert around old people because they know they can get away <laughs> with shit and no one's going to do anything. That's so true. I'm, I'm That's constantly true. checking my wallets around old folks. Like I don't know. You're never going to suspect him, but I just think, I just think that I look at this sad old man face with his peeling, like, you know, wallpaper forehead, and <laughs> I just think, I just think that he looks like, I, he looks like he, like, is lost, and he showed up at my house, and, and, and when we get into the story, you're going to find out that ultimately that is what just what happens to our main character. He's just a lost old man. That's yeah, but now you got to take care becomes. of an old man. He's your whole night's ruined. Yes, yeah, it's, it's more like a, just a sad. This is not going to be a fun night for anyone, including the family. I return this old wallpaper peeling forehead man to. <laughs> OK, I, by the way, wallpaper peeling forehead man is on the level of sweaty toots madman from uh oh captain my captain the movie what is that called uh <laughs> from <laughs> master and commander master and commander <laughs> no i uh robert williams is a teacher dead, and everyone stands dead, on the dead poet society dead poet society that phrase they always kept talking when they read poetry sweaty tooth madman just burning hunting my for loyalty i think it was right <laughs> robert huntington's book club yes exactly that's what i was thinking of so this is a, a sequel to, like, Dom, I think you said, or Paul, the World Series of Goosebumps. Like, this is one of the... This is a big <laughs> one. This, this is, is an big iconic one. franchise. They keep going back to it. Uh, it's maybe one of the most complex backstories in terms of a magician old man who lives in a house making masks that aren't for sale. Okay, okay. Before we read this one, because, again, this is the World Series of Goosebumps. This is a big night. The stars are out for this book. The st- all the stars are here. Yeah. One, okay. of, one, of the few, one of the few series of Goosebumps on Goosebuds to get a positive three uh, severed hand thumbs ups <laughs> from us. Right? That's our rating scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Occasionally. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to go back and read the Haunted Mask, like, right up. On the Goosebumps yeah. wiki. Because you had to know what happened in the first one perfectly before you went into this, right? This is a heavy sequel. This is like a direct sequel. They do fill you in. They do. I mean, they do, they do fill you in as to what has happened. Although, if you had read the other one, you kind of know what's going on as soon as Carly Beth shows up. Yes. And I wasn't expecting them to fill us in. I wasn't sure if it was going to take place where Carly Ray was our main Carly Ray. Carly, Carly Ray Beth. Jepsen. <laughs> Carly Ray Jepsen is our main character in this one. Uh, Carly Beth. I was. I wasn't sure if she was going to be in it. I wasn't sure if it was going to be the same kids. So I had to just go and make sure. I gotta say, having read the Haunted Mask wiki page, it's scarier than the book. <laughs> Wait, the wiki for the first Haunted Mask book is scarier. Is scarier than the actual book? Sure. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think we. I think we walked away from Haunted Mask with saying that. Yeah, it's. It's good and scary. I thought that I thought we liked haunted. We mask. did, we did. But I'm saying 
this is scarier. The oh, the the write up. The, the write up yes. for it is scarier, and you want to know why? You're you're looking for the uh, Goosebumps Wikia uh, editor who uh, wrote this copy. Is that is that what you're saying? I need to know who they are because they wrote a scarier version of this book. <laughs> Please step forward, Wiki editor, so that we can talk to you and maybe give you a book deal. They're very good. They wrote it from the point of view of the mask. The whole story is told from the point of view of the mask and its what? evil plan, as opposed of the as opposed to being told from Carly Beth's dumb child point point of view, where she doesn't know what's going on. This is a nefarious, uh, uh, a nefarious mask setting out to destroy this girl, and it's terrifying. That's some experimental Reddit r slash writing prompts type bullshit. It's scary. It's scary, Chad. Huh. Okay, so here's what I gotta say, by the way, is that I'm kind of impressed that you guys even remembered who Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, that's her name, <laughs> yes. who Carly Rae Jepsen was, because, I don't know, I think after these each of these books now, I've just been kind of, like, purging my memory, like like Sherlock in the BBC remake, where I have limited amount of hard drive space. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I have to now just, like, remove names of these dumb kids from my brain after each one. I just have to. Yeah, of course. I think, well, I think Carly Beth is kind of like the definitive character for Goosebumps because she's a kid who is scared easily, who wants to scare the people who have been scaring her. And she learns a lesson. And it's like this trial of like morals and, and, and the person you are and the person you become when you do bad things. That's deep. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying. But I would say that this is the exception in the sense that she, that's how I remembered her. I was like, oh, yeah. And then when they talked about the duck costume, I was like, oh, yeah, she wore she's like a dork. She's a big right? dork. Yeah. Man, yeah, I, so, I, just, I must have been taking too many hits to the head. I forgot okay, all of that. Okay. Now upon you saying it, I remember it. But okay, I just, I just, well, I, I remember the book, but more so, I remember the uh, episode of Goosebumps because we also reviewed the episode. I think and we did. We walked away really liking the episode of Goosebumps. This is a scary concept, and and I, I gotta, I have to clarify. What I had read was not the haunted mask page for the book. It was the haunted mask wiki page. About the mask itself. Oh, the lore okay. page for the mask. So I'm sorry, but but there is, and let me let me reiterate, there is a plot breakdown of the haunted mask, the book, on the haunted mask's page, from the perspective of the mask, and it's terrifying. Yeah, it okay. Makes, it makes this thing. This thing has a plot and and like a scheme <laughs> that it's pulling off evilly on this girl, and it's terrifying. It's so terrifying. But okay, but aren't the we should get into the the basics. So like the books the 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 book has seemed to establish that each of these masks made by the same, you know, eccentric dark magician guy. His name is the is the shopkeeper. Vampire Cape Man. Yeah, yeah Vampire yeah, Cape Man. The Cape Man. Just at this point now it came to me just I just think like internet uh guy who buys swords. But uh <laughs> But sure, he made all of them. You know, I just want to clarify that capes and swords have are always lived in harmony. Okay, Chad? Yeah. No, they, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. And, you know, magicians with capes swallowing swords. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you're right. You're right to think that. <laughs> and the Matrix, the Matrix, guns, and they wear trench coats, a.k.a. modern capes. Uh, guns, just modern swords. 
trench coats, just modern capes. It's the same thing. It just carries huh. on. We've updated it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. It's a beautiful pairing, like peanut butter and jelly. It goes together. It will never change. I, by the way, I, I think we should we could take a strong stance there right now, despite my joke. Goosebuds supports people who want to wear capes. I think we're all bo- on cor- on board, right? I want to own a cloak and a sword very badly, and I want to walk around with them on a daily basis. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, but we 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 do support people wearing capes. We are following <laughs> two kids, dorky, weird kids that like to just kind of cause trouble. Like, like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, y- yes, they're dorky in our sense, but at this school, they're pranking all the time. In fact, they're the ones who pranked Carly Beth when, uh, and they 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 call to it in this book. Obviously, that's how I know. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones that put the worm in her sandwich yes. in the first book. That I happened. thought that was cool world building on R.L. Stein's part. Yeah, and I think I think R.L. may have written this one. I think R.L. You may think have so? This okay. This book is called The Haunted Mask, but I don't know if you guys know this: The Haunted Mask Two: Colon The Joys of Bullying. They don't. They don't show that subtitle too often. Bullying, it's necessary and fun. I think that's what it said. When, Let me revise yeah. my takedown. Uh, they're not necessarily dorks. I think they're. I think they're lonely kids who only have each other, and they are pieces of shit. These kids, uh, Chad, they're creeps, is what they are. They are yes. creeps. They yes. are creeps. Because this whole thing is. I, by the way, it took me about until I think Carly Ray Jepsen showed up that. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep calling her that because I just really like her new album. That's her name It's, it's now, pretty yeah. solid. Um, That's what I hear. Uh, that, like, I didn't even realize they were from the first book. Like, I had just forgotten so much. I'm like, yeah, these two are just pieces of shit, but I kind of like them <laughs> just going, let me tell you about first graders are monsters. I'm like, yeah, first graders are kind of pieces of shit. So this is just a, a downwards uh, a, a trajectory of terrible kids. I'm on board. And it wasn't until... You know, that I, I they're referencing events from the first book. I'm like, oh, I had forgotten about these dudes. These are yes. recurring pieces of shit. These are the bad boys from the first book. And we're seeing this is a novel look at the perspective of the bad boys in a Goosebumps book, which I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah. We've had characters before who were our main characters that were kind of crappy kids. That were like that were either uh, like a little bit of like a sassy older brother or uh, a prankster or whatever. We've had that before, but this is the first time that we are one hundred percent embodying the worst kid in the Goosebumps book. That's probably I, I I think so. I can't think of an example, but but also that's a very valid point, which also makes the direction the story goes confusing and a little bit interesting final choices but we'll get to that oh yeah we'll get yeah well why don't why don't we just why don't we just set it up here it begins with them talking about uh steve is our hero and chuck is his bad boyfriend Mm -hmm. and chuck has convinced (laughs) (laughs) chuck has convinced steve to let a squirrel loose in the gym Yep. And so it happens and chaos erupts and uh, yeah. there is, you know, some punishment handed down. Either I think Steve has a choice. Either he has to clean something. I, f- I forget what he it is. He has to blow up basketballs by mouth until, oh, his, he- until yeah. his head explodes. Yeah, like, I, I, which I don't think you can do that. No, I, I've tried. I've tried before. Unless you have the tightest of lips. Unless you have the thinnest of little... <laughs> Holy! <laughs> you can't blow that. And you basketball. can hold a pit. You can like squeeze a pin in your lips. Um, uh, but anyway, the other option is that he asked the coach 
uh, first grade soccer. My favorite part of this punishment is that it's an adult passing off their adult duties to another child, which I love. Yes, <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was very irresponsible of the adult to pick a child Incredibly. who just it has a history, a very troubled history. This is like the Trump administration, okay, is yes. what I'm going to say. That's, what, that's the way it felt here. And then uh, it opened up on the soccer practice, and for about like three chapters, he just gets his ass kicked by first graders. Which I loved. I yes. loved that part. Did you guys get the version of this book where they, the one chapter, there's actually a fourth chapter, Dom, where there is a straight up children's fight club happening and they're fighting each other with bare knuckle boxing in the in the soccer field. Which, which I liked. I liked that chapter, Paul, because it had the twist of like, you know, uh, our, our bullies, our sixth grade bullies coming in ready to inspire the soccer club to to totally win the finals and then the sports tournament's not even a part of it at all uh winning any soccer matches isn't even a thing and they're like yeah we're doing a fight club and he's like oh cool i want to i want to do that i'm tough i'm i'm strong i'm a sixth grader and then they all just kind of trick him into coming into the circle and then they just take turns just beating him senseless like they just Mm -hmm. kind of they go real requiem for a dream with his butt you know it's a it's a very dark turn for the book okay that was that was kind of a strange (laughs) <laughs> to say that they really worked him over i mean but they did i mean it, I, I, at one point a a child just puts his head down and rams it into uh steve's chest he just straight he just straight up battering rams no, his no, it's, it's, it's not set up at all it's just out of nowhere the child runs at him <laughs> do you remember the part uh, there, there's a part too where where the uh one of the girls at the practice the girl who constantly jumps on his back uh, she drop kicks a ball, straight up drop kicks a ball and fucking wails him in the stomach with the ball. <laughs> that literally happens in the book. Uh, she also puts gum in his ear. Uh, the kids. She makes him fall face f- forward in mud. The kids paint paint a soccer, uh, paint a ball of dude, concrete to dude. look like a soccer ball and he fucks his foot up on it. A group of first graders yeah. have the mental capability to conceive a replica concrete soccer ball and then they saw this shit on the flintstones by the way i just want to say this is a mixture of the flintstones and charlie brown put together peanuts and and flintstones trickery they they paint a concrete slab to look like a soccer ball convincingly enough wait hold on what do you think happened they paint a concrete slab not not a not a slab a ball like this is not a this is not a roadrunner wily coyote running into a painted wall no it's it's not a flat wall it's not a flat wall (laughs) but they take a fucking ball of concrete and then paint it realistically enough that it fools a a child five years their senior into kicking it with his foot (laughs) which means that they didn't just get a a ball they sculpted it they have the means to access wet cement to crack i don't even know if you could do this without like a a a custom setup to sculpt it because soccer balls are like they have I don't know, like hexagonal shapes and everything. Like for him to fall yeah, for this, yeah, they are, and and they're big. They're big for a concrete ball to roll that all the way to school. That's heavy as hell. They talk. They do. They try to like uh, to make it like realistic, and like we can believe that this happened. They say that the one of the kids, one of the first graders in this consortium of first graders that are doing this thing, uh, they live across the street from the park where they practice. So all of the kids worked together to carry this lump of concrete over into the into the soccer field. And it pays off. I mean, he fucks his foot up on it. Oh, yeah. They, he, he said he broke every bone in his foot, including bones he didn't know he had. So 
Mm-hmm. They have maimed him. And I'll be honest, at this point in the book, I'm kind of rooting for the first graders. Yeah. Because all we know about the bullies, unless you remember the other stuff, is that uh, he's they have now abused a squirrel. Yeah. A poor, innocent squirrel was captured and let loose, and he didn't want to hurt anyone. He just wanted to get out. He just wanted nuts. He just wanted some nuts, <laughs> and, and there weren't any nuts at all. And, and just like... I hate these kids, so I was rooting for the first graders and kind of admired their cement ball trap. And the cement ball sets it off. The cement ball sets it off. Steve tells Chuck, I got to get these kids back. It's almost Halloween. We got to scare them. What are we going to do? And then they see Carly Beth walking down the street with her friend Sabrina. They're like, oh, you know what? We haven't been the same since Carly Beth scared us last Halloween with that mask scaring carly beth always makes us feel good because we're creeps let's go scare carly beth and so they try to scare carly beth and they sneak up on her and her head falls off and they're the ones scared boom carly beth still got it she comes out of her jacket because it was tucked pulled over her head and on her head she was wearing the plaster of paris face sculpt head sculpt that her mother made her which if you recall saved yeah, her yeah, from because it was book. a it, it, it was an object of love and it's it, it it got the haunted mask off her face and i know we talked about this last time in the book i just want to bring up the, like the when we read the first one i thought it was bizarre that the mom just made plaster mache heads of her daughter uh-huh. right like that in itself is strange but now oh yeah was it was it paper mache it was paper mache i said plaster oh, isn't it is here's the thing isn't that the same thing i don't know i don't know it i i don't know it's goopy and it, it's gross and i never want to do it <laughs> The top. You don't worry. You don't have to do it. It's different. Thank you. Oh, thank you. They do make a note that it is plaster of Paris. They, the our boys, Steve and Chuck, think that they're going to do a paper mache mask, and Steve thinks that 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 was Chuck's idea. That Chuck is a complete imbecile for thinking that he would make something realistic out of paper mache. But she's saying like, oh, she's got my mom's gotten so good at it because she keeps making more of them. So like her mom is definitely messed up mentally. Yeah, there's, there's something. something. Wrong there's her. some sort yeah. of like, oh, my daughter will stay young and youthful forever. And I'm immortalizing her perfect face. She's just she's biding time until she can get to 2019 and the Chad surgery is perfected. And she can, <laughs> she can morph, morph her child into another child. Into another child. Sure. What I loved about that part of the book where they this, where they see Carly Ray and they get <laughs> keep calling her that. They see her and they get an inspiration, as you said, Dom, because they were changed by her horrifying scares the year before, uh, is that they realize this and they're inspired by her and then instantly turn upon her to scare her because the only thing that these boys love to do is inflict terror upon other people. Yes. And that is the real definition of a creep. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll, I want to touch on that again later on in the book. There is a very real creep moment, and we'll talk about is it. Is the license but, plate? Uh, no, I really like that part, too, though, so we'll talk about it. All that. right, let's go through all the creeps that are happening in this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so they hatch the idea, uh, you know, Steve and Chuck, they say, let us get that mask. Tell us where you got it. And Carly, Beth doesn't want to tell them, and they finally, I forget what they do. I think they steal the... They they they, they steal the paper mache head, which again, I thought was pretty... Like, these guys just fucking suck. This is yeah, they're something creeps. that matters to her, and... Nothing uh, they do in this book is redeeming. There's no redeemable no, quality no, of anything suck. they do. Yeah. 
but, but but they get the info from her. She finally tells them, I got it from this old shop. And so they say, great, we're going to go check it out. And I got to say, throughout this book, these guys maintain a very stereotypical 80s to 90s kind of creep bully vibe throughout. Mm-hmm. So I did like this. I did kind of like that aspect of the book that it's like, hey, those bad guys, what if it was a book about them? So yeah. we get to the basement of this shop and they break in. And sure enough, they they even though it looks like it's closed... The masks are still in the basement, and they start going through them. Who appears but our old mask man? <laughs> what, does he have a name, Chad? He's the shopkeeper. He's I don't know if the they shopkeeper. even call him the shopkeeper in the book, though. Do they? Do they like? I know in the Wikipedia because I wanted to look uh, him up to remember the first one. He's like capital S shopkeeper, but in this one, he, yeah, he's, yeah. Well, it, he, he, it is from the perspective of the bully, so to them. That he's just some guy, and that's why he just goes by description with it, where he has a cape and he looks like a vampire. I, I also, yeah, see, they said vampire. I, for some reason, was picturing tuxedo mask. I don't know why. Uh, he, he does. <laughs> he has an old suit on underneath of it, old style, so you might be right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He's probably got tuxedo mask, but he's just super old looking. Yes. <laughs> um. But anyway, he gets upset. He's like, get get out of here. These, what are you trying to steal these masks? I'm about to call your parents. <laughs> and uh, I like that he, the kid's like, ah, I want this mask. I'll just, I'll pay you. And he's like, these masks are not for sale. And if you recall, they these masks are the unloved from the first book, which nobody wants them because they're so ugly. Yep. And so uh, they're haunted for some reason. But as an adult, it is so hilarious that an old man is haunted or cursed by these like goofy masks. Yeah, that are <laughs> like- alive and have some sort of like sentience to them. Because at one point, like when they're smuggling the masks away, he feels the mask bite him. Yeah, they have they have the ability to act on their own even when they're not on someone's face. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what I think I had forgotten a lot of the stuff from the first book, but Carly Ray says I know it's Carly Beth. I'm so sorry. Carly Ray says No, let's just let's just call her that. Yeah, you guys decided that two times ago. Just do it. Stop <laughs> referencing it. Carly Ray <laughs> is like, you know, they're he wanted to make people who were beautiful, but they got ugly instead. I'm like, I just need I didn't need to know because you know there's there's <laughs> there's horror and mystery in the unknown. So by saying, well, it was a science experiment to make beautiful people, I'm like, now I need to know every step of the experiment. I need to know what was the purpose, where <laughs> uh-huh. they were going, what was your game plan, what went wrong. Like, But yeah, I guess they're sentient masks of people who are real. Yeah. Uh, if you want a little more information... Uh, a little more check your local library uh check out the the, the haunted mask wiki page not the series but the mask itself the character the mask. uh the, if you go to the shopkeepers wiki page they give you some general information about him real quick guys his alignment is good and his status is alive just so you know who said okay. I, the guy writing the wiki just made their D alignment i don't know he about is, that he's good he's a good guy He's, I mean, he is trying to protect these children from the horrors that they deal with when they put on the mask. That's what I'm happens. sorry. I gotta, I gotta argue. I know this. That was just a quick moment. Beat. I just gotta argue that he is neutral at least in terms of <laughs> that's making, true. He lets he lets them perform an evil task. Stealing. Yeah, and also he's making sentient life without considering the morals of it. Like that's true too. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a little chaos in there. But <laughs> hey, hey, Chad, I think you've got to take it up with whoever wrote the wiki page I, for the Haunted Man. Wiki editor, gonna... show yourself. Come on the podcast. We'll talk. Yeah, we need to talk to you. But uh, Steve does. He 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 does kind of let Steve steal the mask because he could have stopped him. Absolutely. But yeah. Steve Steve runs home. <laughs> Steve runs home. He puts on the mask. He makes a point not to tell Chuck that he actually got out of there with the mask because Chuck's going to get scared, too. Mm -hmm. So he gets home and he puts on the masks. And it's this old. It's just like the cover. It's this old green. Is it green? I thought it was. This well, is, this anyway. is green. It is. It's it, the cover is. Oh, very the accurate. first mask he pulled out was purple and it wasn't this one. That's right. why I was thinking right. purple. But anyway, it's this old mask with with all these folds and, and details and. Skull one tooth reveal. hanging out, and it's and and wallpaper skin is being peeled off <laughs> his face, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, he's got stringy hair, and spiders are crawling in the hair, and it's a, it's a classic mask. It is a classic mask, but you're about to say he's going to put it on, but I do want to Nate. There's two creep moments that happen before he puts the mask on that we yeah, need. Yeah, call out to. the creeps. We got to call out the creeps. The first is he's so happy that he got this mask. That he's planning his revenge. He's so happy about his revenge that he imagines himself in the future with a car with a license plate that says revenge on it because he fucking <laughs> loves. That's true. He gets so excited about scaring children. He's, he says, I can't wait to have my revenge. And he goes, revenge. What a great word. I'm going to put it on my license plate. <laughs> And then, and then he go. He does go to put the mask on, but his mom calls him down for dinner. He's been stealing stuff, and he's been out, and he missed dinner. And she calls him down for a late dinner, uh, and he sits down to eat the dinner. It's macaroni and cheese, oh. and he he's shoveling it down into his gullet, and he's just <laughs> and he's just uh, he's just absolutely smashing this bowl of macaroni and cheese, and he starts thinking about the evil that he's about to perpetrate upon these children. <laughs> And he starts to smile, and food just drips out of his mouth as he smiles at the evil that he's about to perpetrate on these small children. That's creepy. Again, six, a sixth grader, too. It's not like he, he is a not an adult pretending that he's going to have a Count of Monte Cristo-level revenge plan against these children. <laughs> yes. Well, I think, yes. I think we've established just in the past talking about middle school. Middle school is where you become... The inflicted or the inflictor. <laughs> yeah, uh, the yes. tables really turn, or not necessarily turn, but you know the stakes are heightened in yes. middle school, and you suddenly find out if you are a nerd or an an aggressive person. A nerd or yeah, a so. narc. I'm trying to think of an N word to make it sound real, real so solid, easy to remember, but a creep. I mean, it's a C word. Yeah. It's creep. Um, but anyway, so he, he's just creeping out all over. He puts on the mask. He's eating. He's freaking got food dripping out of his mouth. His dog does that thing where it wants what you're eating, but then it looks at what you're eating and it says, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> um, because it does that with the, with the macaroni. I mean, it's processed macaroni and cheese, so it knows. Yeah. And a shame on mom for preparing that for the, the the beautiful young and growing Stephen. <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah, so what, what, what do we have next? I believe that he can't get the mask off. It's burning and he falls asleep. Yeah, he well, so he when he he eats his his meal and he relishes the the revenge that he's going to have. Yes. Gets up the next day, goes to school, gets his ass kicked some more. But the whole time he's getting his ass kicked, he's thinking about 
how great it's going to. He's in, he's like taking, oh he hasn't put on the mask yet. That's right. That's he's right. Blow after blow from the children. They're just they're absolutely just reaming real him. railroading him. They, they work him over. They, they work, work him, him over. over. They smash his chin into a bike stand and <laughs> cut open. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they it's just, fucked up. How it's, bad these kids <laughs> fuck him up. They really, <laughs> they really fuck Steve up. And like and, he talks about leaving that practice bruised and limping. But he, he he's okay because he's still thinking about that revenge he's going to get. <laughs> and he comes home. He comes home to the mask. His parents are out, still at work. Well, well, before he does that, he does tell the children, hey. Oh, yeah, that's right. He makes we're going to have a Halloween party. And mm-hmm. the kids who are completely blind, uh, it seems they are completely blind to the violence they are inflicting on Steven. Blinded by their rage. Oh, see, I think it's cold. I think it's cold calculating sociopathy. But if you guys think okay, it, right. it's a murder rage, well, like kid, you know, uh, you'll be sitting eating food somewhere, and then all of a sudden, a child is screaming just to scream. Sure. And mm-hmm. you know, the reality is that we just have this energy in us, and once we're in first grade, is when we're all together and we have enough motor skills to really wreak havoc. And that's what these <laughs> children are doing, and it's not their fault. They're, it's not malicious. They're just insane people. I, I also think <laughs> yeah. maybe these kids. I'm just gonna, gonna go out here. And t- this is this is how I interpreted it. Let's hear it. Is hear it. these kids uh, are only, as far as we're aware of, abusing what's what's his name? Steve. What's this creep's Steve. name? Steve. Like they're only doing it to Steve. And as far as we know, Steve is a piece of shit. So I think these kids have just like um, you know uh, uh, higher intelligence. Where they're going, we can tell that this boy is evil, and and like animal animal instincts, yes. we just know that something's bad, and we need to stop it. He's right. Steve sucks and is deserving of punishment. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I read it a little bit. That they like the way a, an animal might suddenly detect a ghost. They're just yes. they're turning attack uh, into attack mode as soon as Steve shows up. Steve is a sick boy that must be put down. Yes, that's how that's yes. how I interpret their actions a little bit. Yeah. But so so Steve gets the children together and says, "We're gonna have a Halloween party," and the kids are like, "Yay!" And they says, "Let's go. We're gonna go meet at the old mansion." Oh, not just the old mansion. The Carpenter House was like, "Is that a John Carpenter reference?" Yeah, oh, it it's the Carpenter House, and it's that's where murders happened. People know yeah. that murders happened there. It just kept getting called out in terms of a spooky house, where I made me go like, "Oh, is this a?" Um, is this like a a callback to another book? Is there a carpenter that I'm not remembering in Goosebumps? I mean, before before Michael Myers, there was no masked killer like that. You know uh. what I mean? He's wearing a Halloween mask. As we now know, it is a uh, mask from the film The Devil's Reign, which was a mask of uh, where, a movie where people melt, and it was freaking william shatner's face oh i didn't i didn't know it was part of another movie i thought it was just a william shatner gag mask that got transformed it's a it's a the devil's reign is a william shatner movie where ernest borgnine plays the villain and he is a satanist and uh the movie was also made with like i think the head of satan the sat- satan- satanic religion oh. uh, uh, as a consultant on the film. <laughs> but it is a boring movie, but people do melt. Anyway, uh, so that could be a reference to John Carpenter and Halloween meeting at an old house that's supposedly haunted, which is uh, kind of what happens in Halloween as well. That's true. That's Yeah, yeah. That works double ways. So the, he, 
he tells he tells the kids to meet him at this house and the kids are apprehensive but then they're like okay it's halloween we're gonna do this because this guy this guy would never do this to us it's steven he lets us kick his ass every day (laughs) even though even though we've been abusing him for months we think he just actually wants to take us out to a nice party yes if he is trying to pull a fast one on them they know they can kick his ass so they're yeah they're fucking turn around and uh so you know steven goes home and he puts on the mask and it's awesome and he loves it it's fucking so cool but then the mask won't come off Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh he's he's alarmed and then his mom and dad come home and then he's like oh goodness i have to go face mom and dad but I'll just put on I'll put on the rest of a costume and now Well, I'm he a- plays he plays sick and goes to sleep. He tries to call Carly Rae Jepsen and tries to get in <laughs> touch with her. And her dad picks up the phone and and the the mask has changed oh, his yes, voice. Oh yes, yes, this is yeah. a, this is another creep moment. This is another creep moment. He tries to call Carly Rae can't just say who he is. He just starts talking I know. as an old man and saying cryptic, th- cryptic things to her father. Her, her father is like, I am not letting you weird, creepy old man who claims to be friends with my daughter talk to my daughter. I'm hanging up the phone now. Goodbye. And he hangs up on him. And then Steve has to give up for the night and go to sleep. And his because he can't he can't get the mask off. By the way, right? Like I, I think I missed a detail where he tried to pull it off and failed. It seemed like he was just like, well, this is stuck to my skin now. I sound like an old man. <laughs> Yeah, he pulls he pulls from the eye sockets, from the neck, from every from the hair, and it all hurts him terribly as he rips at his face to get this thing off. Uh, and as, as also important detail, I think I just want to mention is that he is feeling another personality take over, like like an old man who likes to laugh is what mm-hmm. he, it's, it's like. It's taking over his brain, which is interesting, and I couldn't help but picture uh, like this is really fucked up, but like latex like tendrils working its way into his brain i thought it was just like that's cool like merging with him kind of thing yeah because he wakes up and he's like oh man i'm still have this mask on i need some breakfast maybe i need some milk and oatmeal yeah it's making him literally an old man not just like a monster an old man yes yeah there is a great fake out chapter before he wakes up to have that breakfast where he wakes up and he takes the mask off and he's like oh thank god it came off and then he wakes up again and that was a dream within a dream of him getting the mask off a great a great rl moment right there and i have to say this book has few fake outs yeah and that is one where it's made out made upon the person who is usually the perpetrator of the fake out yes yes it was nice it was nice uh so yeah he gets up and he has that old man desire for breakfast then he just has uh he has uh cornflakes right and he has a really hard time eating them with his single tooth which was a really fun image to imagine a a child with one tooth trying to eat a bowl of, of cornflakes <laughs> with a, a tooth with a hole in it by the way too. yeah yes cornflakes sog almost instantly mm. so it's kind of perfect yes yeah, so you could disgustingly slurp down soggy okay, well can i point out that there's nothing i think i know this is like bonnie with his skin i i personally think masks are really fucking gross in general like fake latex yeah. against your but i don't know if there's anything grosser in my memory than like when you have either makeup or like mask type stuff on and trying to eat with that on you like oh no and you're yeah. like tasting the mask while you're like trying to eat your your peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah it's Fucking like it's like gross. putting food into a balloon and then squeezing the oh, food back out of the balloon god Paul, that's so much my nightmare holy shit it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible yeah uh, i don't know if you remember chad but in the original book the original haunted mask the mask does the same thing where it begins to change carly's personality 
throughout the book. But she was like a mean person, right? Like, wasn't she just like evil? She was evil and mean, whereas in this one, Steve is being turned into an old, decrepit man who's really just <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out like, what the damage it was doing to his body, because he talks about being like tired and not having the strength. So like, mm-hmm. is it is it affecting all of his muscles or is it like a mental thing where you just feel tired? Yes, I think it's I think it's a mental thing. I feel okay. like I don't know. Dom, how'd you read it? I read it as a uh, complete uh, takeover of uh who who he was but also calling to the person he really is inside which mm. is a creep right yeah a creepy old man yes a creepy angry bitter old man and so in the order of things that happen what is the very next thing that happens he basically the next big beat is that he tries to get the mask off by talking to carly mm-hmm. beth which i will continue to call her you guys can call her carly right fine split the side civil war yes Yes, <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> Laz- was lazily said. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Carly Beth uh, tries to help um, him get the mask off. Right? Yes. She. So yeah, he goes. Well, actually, the first thing that happens, which is great, uh, is-, is he goes to the Carpenter Mansion. Right? He's finally like, "Oh, you know what? I can't get this mask off, but I am going to get my revenge." And he has a great thought before he goes because he's essentially the order of operations is he's going to go to the carp the yes. carpenter museum scare the kids go to carly's house scare carly then reveal that it's just him and carly will help him out and literally his his entire plan is yeah. to be an evil piece of shit all night and then at some point at the end of the night things will work out for him and he'll be okay yeah he has no yeah. he has his priorities are so out of whack that made me hate him the whole time in this book yes. like i was he's just he's just an evil shit the whole time Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my favorite part of the book, actually, if I could, if I could describe this part of it, so mine yes, is where he, where he meets up with the kids. Meets up with the, the kids, the and this is why I think these kids are are maybe the heroes of the book. Is he's like, oh, I'm going to meet him up with the carpenter. Also, I don't know how these kids got approval from their parents to meet un- unsupervised at Halloween night with a sixth grader. That's a whole other <laughs> right. thing, right? Yeah, right. first grade. I mean, you d- you need it. You need an adult. You need an adult, yes. and a sixth grader is not an adult. But they're like meeting for the carpenter mansion, and instead of scaring them, they just think he's an old man and try to help him. They're like all yes, heroes. His, his his evil plan is thwarted by compassion, which is the best. Yeah. The best result that could have happened from, from his intentions. They're like, can we walk you to the bus? Do we need someone to get you home? Are you lost? These kids are heroes and, and yes. show compassion for the elderly. And he's just like, can't get it across that he's their sixth grade soccer coach. But they, but he makes a smart decision and he says, you know what? If I can't scare the kids, then I will have them help me. And he tells them to take them him <laughs> to Carly Beth's house. And they escort him and they carry him, basically carry him there. Yeah. They basically carry him there. And then he gets close to Carly Beth. And Carly Beth does not like this old man's presence. And he starts <laughs> to call out to her. And she says, get away from me or I'm going to call my dad. Because <laughs> he's a fucking creep again. He's like following this girl. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, he has that moment and he's like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not an old man. It's me. It's Steve. 
and uh, he he somehow comes <laughs> gets across to her. How does he do this? She basically is like, oh, wait, it's not just some old creep. It's him. I think he just says enough like I went to the mask store like, OK, that's only a thing that Steve would know. Right. Like, he had he admits that he was an asshole and didn't listen to her when she t- warned him of the dire things that would happen to him if he went to the store. He just admits that he was a shithead and just went to the store and did this. So that's how she. That's yeah, how she which I also think was like I, I was a little only a tiny bit annoyed of with Carly Ray going. Oh, Steve, you didn't go to the mask store, did you? He's like, yeah, he he asked you for the location. He was going Clearly to go there. Went- <laughs> yeah, he extorted it from you. Yes, <laughs> evilly extorted it. She's on board now, I guess, helping him. But he's still like after what now three or four attempted scares. Carly Ray, a hero, wants to help. Yes, yes, once again, Carly Ray. It's going to help you. He called her Carly Ray. We won the Civil War. Just saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys won the Civil War. Uh, so anyway, they they say, uh, you know, um, Carly Beth says, you need an object of love, some, some kind of love in your life. Mm-hmm. And so his idea is that he's going to go get his mom's cookies <laughs> yep. and give them out. Yes. Oh, he's going to eat them. He's going to eat one, Dom. My mom drives two hours to yes. get these cookies mm-hmm. for me, and she knows I love them, so they are the sign of love. Yeah, and that's a sweet thing, I think. And so and so he gets home, and his mom says, I'm sorry, I've, I would give them to you, but the dog got into them, and he ate them all. And you know what? In that brief moment of humanity that, that Steve shows, that glimpse of humanity that that may there may be a spark of of some sort of compassion within his body is briefly is is quickly snuffed out and we realize why Steve is the way he is he has a terrible <laughs> dog that eats that eats his cookies that and he, his mom doesn't care uh, and quickly we see that his home life is pretty messed up and that this y- is why Steve- you know you are a bit of a sympathizer paul you know that you know you mention it that way i do you know they were jokes but you know i could see it no i could I, see I, it. I, I did, did you guys have this reaction i did so they show up right and the mom's like oh the the dog rascal or whatever the fuck its name is uh <laughs> ate all the cookies uh what a shame i'm i'm kind of more like yeah i'm annoyed that you guys are leaving cookies around but that happens that dog ate some black and white chocolate cookies that dog needs to go to the hospital yes it has chocolate terrible you and know my even... dog ate chocolate all the time my dogs <laughs> fucking got, I accidentally got into chocolate and they were fine you so you're saying that the chocolate thing is a lie is that you just don't have to take care of your dogs and they're fine. <laughs> no, I disagree with this. You must as someone who's I disagree as well. My fa- my family uh my family just didn't do anything ever. You pump that dog's stomach every time it happened. Yeah, as someone who's yeah. take his dog to the emergency vet every couple of months because somehow he found a way to eat trash. I yes. have, I, I yes. associate very strongly with take care of your dog and when you fuck up, go get him taken care of. But yes. so the the cookies are gone. The, cookie, the cookies have been eaten by the dog, which leads to, I think, Carly Ray's idea of like, oh, the dog is the symbol of love. Look how much that dog loves you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. But then they go to find the dog, have to like chase after him. Mm-hmm. And then if I remember this right, when they're holding the dog, he like wants to get out of his arms as fast as possible and scurries away. They're like, well, the dog's not the symbol of love. <laughs> yes. It was yes. Just, yeah. They just have this moment of realization that the dog doesn't. Again. Sad moment in Steve's life. Uh, the dog does not love him. Uh, and the dog runs off. Because the dog can recognize he's a creep. I think the yeah. dog can tell that this is not a good owner. Like the first graders that that dismally abuse Steve every day of his life. It There's a deep nat- like nature level 
inference of his just just that he's a terrible person and that he should not be a part of the human tribe and they're <laughs> casting him casting him back out into the world and the dog does this as well yes uh so they're like this is where I, by the way, I, I got to call it, I am enjoying the fuck out of this book in terms of like things are happening mm-hmm. and there's new revelations and there's some dumb cliffhangers, but they're minor. I, this book is so clearly written stream of consciousness, I think. Like, yes, because it's, well, all the stuff in the first book was, uh, is a, a symbol of love because they're called the end love as a rule we made up. Cool. Several chapters of doing this. I guess it wasn't a symbol of love. Let's go back to the store. Like, that is just wasted time. And, and like, ultimately, like, you knew that he was going to go back to the store. It just has to happen. He has to go back to the store. He has to talk to the shopkeeper to figure out how to solve his problem. And you know it's coming. And then, like you said, Chad, it's just sort of like this afterthought where they're like, ah, let's just go back to the store. And they go back. And then they talk to the... They talk to the shop. Do they even talk to the shop? No, I don't think the shopkeeper's there. They break back in. They're constantly again. This shopkeeper, I gotta think, is doing some sort of like Faustian trap where he's like, "How dare you wear these masks?" But he's like leaving them out on display and letting kids run off with them. So clearly, he kind of wants this to happen, right? Like, I think you're. I think you're right, Chad. I think he wear, he has children wear the mask and then he takes them back from the child and he wears them himself and he enjoys the the thought that a creepy child was inside of that mask as well oh god that's even darker than i thought yeah that's super fucked up he's a sick man yeah they 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 go back i don't think they even run into the shopkeeper because he's just upstairs watching jeopardy and like i hear rummaging whatever they'll be fine this time Mm -hmm. they they go down there and and they just opening boxes and i guess carly ray finds a a suit a jumpsuit, a, yes. A jumpsuit mm-hmm. that is it's a jumpsuit is matching because it also has spiders on it, which I we haven't talked about at this point. I want to ask. The mask is clearly alive, right? It's like human clearly. skin. They, clearly, they yes. it keeps describing how there are spiders that crawl in and out of the ears and hair. Mm-hmm. Are are you guys interpreting that as fake plastic spiders that come alive, or just spiders are all over it? Therefore, this kid is wearing is like spiders are crawling in and out of its mouth while it's talking like. Yeah. So it's like some weird cursed body thing where since it's a haunted mask, it's also got these like haunted magical elements. And once you put it on, then your whole head becomes kind of like this part of this haunted magical element. So, yeah, I do believe that they are crawling in real, real spiders crawling. in. So that meant the entire time when Steve is like, not really that concerned about getting the mask off. It drove me nuts. He's like <laughs> that. There were that there were actual bugs. Crawling there are out of spiders crawling ill in and out of the holes of your face, <laughs> and you're just like, "But hold on, though, I'm going to scare some first graders." Like, no, spiders are in your mouth. Like, get it off. The, the, the man that plans revenge digs two graves. Chad, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> um. So finally, they get they mat- find this matching jumpsuit, and there's spiders on it, and. Uh, the mask comes off Steve's head magically, and it pairs up with the jumpsuit, and the jumpsuit and mask do a little jig, and then they shuffle to the stairs, and they dance out of the cellar, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it pairs up magically. Doesn't say anything. Uh, yeah. It dances. It does dance. <laughs> Implying that it's having a good time. Yeah. And, and and it's gone and it's over. Which which that's it. which didn't really fit 
I, I guess it doesn't matter, but in my, my mind, I'm like, okay, this is old man mask. It's creepy old man. Uh, I, I would think the costume would then fit cosmetic. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. know. It would, it would, it would lurch away on a cane like an old man, but instead it's just like, oh, this was a... An old vaudeville, like an old vaudeville performer. <laughs> it was the Six Flags guy. Oh, you're oh, right, dude. Oh, my Dom, I thought that in my head when he when he described it. I actually saw it that. It is Mr. Six Flags. Holy shit. Mr. Six danced his way out. And, you know, just like the Taco Bell dog, actually a woman. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that true about both the dog and the the Six Flags man? Yes, I both love women. That. I love it. <laughs> uh, both female, at least, not woman. Like dog. I, I think it's kind of fucked up how you know. No, it's let's take this time to talk about how it was really messed up that Six Flags uh, trapped a, a a woman and put it on a cursed mask and then used her as a, a mascot for years. Like, yeah, made her da- made her dance with an enchanted mask. Uh, in exchange for what money come on no i think just like i think it was some sort of indentured (laughs) servitude like when you do enough dancing we'll let you free it was a black voodoo yeah it was like an evil voodoo that they put upon her well that's fucked up of six flags according to usa today mr six is the creation of donor advertising of southfield michigan uh it that's led far. That's far less exciting than culminating Vigo. in Mr. Six appearing on USA US's Good Morning America. Uh, wow! <laughs> uh, you know who was on Good Morning America? Quark. Quark. I remember watching that. It was great. Yeah, that Good Morning America was with Regis and Kelly, right? No, yeah. uh, wait, no. Good morning. Good Morning America is like uh, re, uh, uh, Coda and stuff. Like, uh, wait, really? Oh. Diane Sawyer and all that's uh you're thinking of live with Regis and Kelly. Oh. Well, Quark was on one of those shows. I've been watching Deep Space who's, Nine. Sorry, it's who's great. Quark? We'll talk that is it. that is uh he owns the bar. He's got the he's the Ferengi right. with the big ears. But was he a host on Good Morning America? <laughs> no, just when they were promoting the show, he came on oh, with him full Quark. Okay, makeup. now I understand. I thought you're about to reveal to me that like Matt Lauer played Quark and I was I was ready to have my mind blown. No, oh my god, dear god. No. We like Quark. Most of us like Quark. Most of us like um, Quark. Even though he is sexist and uh kind of gross sometimes. But <laughs> Quark really sucks, but it's good. It's a good show. You should watch <laughs> D Space Nine. Anyway, um uh y- you were saying uh the Six Flags person did did it say she is female, right? She's I'm female looking this yes. up. Uh though it well, I mean, here's what I think is crazy. Uh, despite also knowing that the Six Flags dance, Mr. Six is how he's known, um, is the dance he does performs bar- moves from both the Melbourne Shuffle, Jump Style, and tech- okay. and tech- tech- Tectonic, uh, with a K. Uh, it shows that he is a non-speaking role initially, but in 2004, <laughs> Six Flags Great America held a contest to find the best person who could impersonate the new, quote, ambassador of fun, Mr. Six, the road would be $2,500 in cash and other small prizes. But I don't think they're mentioning that this was Six Flags looking to pass on the curse of Mr. Six to a new person. And unfortunately, 13-year-old Jordan Pope won the contest. And he was never seen from ever again. Yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And he rapidly aged. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
I do like that about this book, Rapidly Aging. Like, that is a good horror trope that isn't used that, enough. <laughs> this book was scary. And Chad, as you were saying, this was like a pretty decent one until the end where they just re- uh, combine this man's face with his body and he runs away and then the book is over and then you get you, you get what you knew was coming right the ending the quote unquote ending where they discover Chuck who scares them after they leave the the basement and Chuck has the mask on and he scares them and they go oh no he took the purple mask with the worm in its face and he says I can't get it off can you help me and then you're the the implication being they're gonna walk back down in the basement and find the suit that belongs to that mask and it's gonna just it's gonna run off <laughs> wait yeah. uh, um i'm sorry guys i want to keep talking to you about this book uh in the wikipedia century for mr six i just have to share this <laughs> uh, let's hear it let's hear it on uh, under retri- retirement and revival on November 29th, 2005, Daniel Snyder, owning uh, owner of the Washington Redskins, <laughs> took over Ugh. Six Flags. And on the very next day, announced the retirement of the ad campaign. Snyder wow, said wow. that Mr. Six was, quote, pointless. <laughs> Mr. S- oh, what? Mr. Six and the, quote, it's playtime motto would be dropped. And Six Flags' next ad campaign would be called Friendly, Clean, Fast, Safe, Service. Despite this, the mascot was still prominently featured at Six Flags theme parks on merchandise until its revival in 2009. The Mr. Six campaign was replaced by the More Flags, More Fun campaign, which introduced an unnamed Asian character shouting the tagline at viewers. Okay. And then he returned in 2009 with new television commercials and a little sidekick called Little Six, a much younger version of himself. I think that is Jordan Pope breaking free from his prisonment now uh, another <laughs> golem creature that the Six Flags Corporation, but also wow for the owner of the Washington Redskins. Who the hell is Jordan Pope? He's the kid who won the contest like, to be Mister Six. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Now okay. appears a couple years later as Little Six. That's where they've been. Uh, wow, like Weapon X being trained and honed into another uh, ambassador of fun. It, this is a terrifying uh, company. <laughs> Okay, so Six Flags, More Flags, More Fun is scary. Um, I just, I wish I had a bigger image of this, um, but it's only this big, and I'm sending it over. Okay, Um, I'm I'm putting it in the Discord chat. Everyone needs to uh, see this image here right now. Beauty Queen Natasha and Cardboard Walk are trying to figure out what we could be recording. It's the podcast. It's the podcast. I mean, look at this image. Look at this gross image. <laughs> Where'd you send we'll it? I don't say it. So this is it's, it's in it's in the rando. Stuff. Oh, rando. Uh, this yeah, is it this is a Austin okay. Powers little me uh, mini me situation. Absolute mini. Wait, so that's a woman on the left? No, apparently that is I'm not. Pretty sure. I looked it up. Uh, this is, what? I was wrong. Shout out to Danny Teeson. Uh, was born oh, as sure. Daniel Teeson, known for his work uh, as crew members on This is 40 and Get Him to the Greek, but best recognized as Mr. Six, the dancing old guy mascot for Six Flags theme parks. Well, the, regardless, this 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 image I've linked is very creepy. Okay, I'm disturbed by the the face the old man is. No, making. he's he's wilting away. Yeah, he. <laughs> He is. He is. He's passing on the curse. He's like giving this child a look, and the kid is like, "Give me the curse. I'm ready to be the Six Flags man." He, it's the beginning of Deep Space Nine, where the slug is transferred from one body to the next. He's just transferring his spirit slug into that little child's body. Yes, that is that is that is what is happening. God, I hate this fucking old man. <laughs> oh, this is awful. 
Oh, I, I, why did we get here? Guys, oh, wait, oh my what? God, what? it comes full circle, baby. What? Here we go. What? what? Here we go, okay? This is going to go in the main chat. What's going on? This, shout out to our Discord. Uh, shout out to our Discord. Bear with me two seconds. Here it comes. Loading. It's uploading. And it's sent. And it's there. Whoa! Oh, my <laughs> God. It's a haunted mess. <laughs> that is what a, it's a haunted Six Flags mess. There is not too much old detail on there. It just no. looks like an insane large bald man. <laughs> it's kind of, what if Ross Perot did yes. mess? Yes, it's crazy. It's 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 Ross Perot. If Ross Perot was in Total Recall and was like a fake mask that a person that yeah, the part uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger yes, yes puts the fake lady's face on and it comes off. That's what's happening to Ross. That Perot. is what's happening to Ross Perot here. So yes. So okay. All right. All right. This is a more interesting horror story than Haunted Mask Two, but I think they it's the same. They world. did the same thing. It's it was just world. kind of boring. It's yeah. the same world. The only thing interesting about this book, and we talked about it earlier, is that is it's when we talk about Six Flags. Is when we talk about Six Flags because <laughs> it makes me think about scary roller coasters that I love. Cedar Point's better anyway. Let's be honest; it's a much better amusement park. Six Flags. I've never been, but I heard it's great. Yeah, uh, Six Flags is like we have the peanuts. Do you want Charlie? Speaking of Charlie Brown peanuts. They're the mascots at oh Six Flags. Oh my god, it's all connected. It's all connected. Uh, no, they're they're, they're no, they're the mascots at not Sperry's Farm. The mascots at Six Flags are the Warner Brothers characters. Oh, he's right. right. He's right. right. I'm sorry. I thought it was Cedar. You know, it also might have been Cedar Point. They kind of move. Yeah. The, the peanuts are kind of hoard out for every amusement park that wants it. Yeah, it used to be at the at Dorney Park, which is a Pennsylvania theme park. Uh, they used to have them, but then they moved to Knott's Berry. And now they have the Berenstein Bears are the Dorney Park mascots. The Berenstein Bears. Here's the only reason this book is interesting. Yes. It's from the perspective of a psychopath evil boy. <laughs> and we've never we've never had this depraved of a main character. And it was actually pretty interesting to see from their perspective. It's an it's an unreliable narrator because it, including the beginning of the thing where he's talking about the prank and he says it's all Chuck's idea. And then as he goes through the steps of the prank, you realize it's just Steve's idea. He's just passing it off as Chuck. Only thing the only thing that Chuck did was have the animal that Steve chose to abuse and use as a trick to play it, uh, an evil trick on his other classmates. Yeah, and, and like we said, yes. the very, we kind of went over quickly because I wanted to drop the Six Flags bomb on you. Yeah, Chuck at the end is like, oh, I also stole a mask. Look, it's a yes. thing with a worm out of its cheek. Yep. Yeah, and that's, that's the ending. It's just that that's happening again. And we know that, and as I said, the answer, the solution to Chuck's problem is for them to turn around, go back inside of the shop and find the thing that belongs to, to that mask and then they're good. We already know that the the solution is easy to find. I'm just posting old man masks in uh, the so chat now. So this is, this is why I have a problem with this book. Again, a blast to read because stuff keeps happening, even if it's real dumb. It, that, like, all the stuff in the first part of it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, like the children don't play any part in the end. Uh, right. Like, the, 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 the kid who is probably one, I know we say this a lot, one of the scummiest, creepiest kids in Goosebuds, Bumps, not Buds, is... Mm-hmm. Gets away pretty scot free, and I feel like this is a book that should have ended with like, just gonna pitch. Uh, oh, you know, I, I couldn't get the mask off, and I went to the kids, and they took me to a nursing home. But that's I was, what Ch- Chad. I yes. was thinking the same thing that he should have been trapped as an old man for the rest of his life and punished. And he can't like tell people what you know happened to him, so he just has to live his life that way. Like, yes. Here's here's a here's another alt that I just thought of. 
he has to go to school the next day and his parents are just mad at him that he's still wearing the mask and they mm-hmm. say, fine, whatever, just get to school. And so he goes to school and he has to teach the children uh, the soccer practice and the kids kick his ass so bad because <laughs> they're like, they're, they're just grossed out by this old man who's uh-huh. trying to tell him to play soccer. So they kick his ass so bad and tearing at his flesh mm-hmm. and they pull the mask off. Oh, okay. But he's got first degree burns. <laughs> he's changed forever under okay, the mask. Okay, I like that. Yes. He has to wear... I love that he has to wear a uh, a red letter, a scarlet letter of shame. <laughs> An easy A, so to speak. Yes, yes, he has his easy A. Reference. Yes. I, I'm going to pitch off of that. I like I like did a lot, Dom. How about he, so he puts, uh, this dumb kid, he puts on the old man mask, becomes old. Uh, and also, early on in the book, he kept talking about how he wanted to have a car with a re- revenge license plate. So he has a lot of like, God, I wish I can't wait till I'm older and kids respect me. He becomes old. It sucks because yeah. he's like incontinent. And all that mm-hmm, sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. he's like, well, I still got to coach the the big game for the kids or we're going to lose the finals. And he shows up. And because he's old, the kids listen to him. And he and he coaches them to victory. But as they score the uh, winning goal, okay. because he's old, he dies. And he... And he oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yes, shit. And the kids mourn oh, him shit. forever. Like old man, old man Crothers who showed up we never knew before. Way better than our sixth grade uh, coach. We love him. We'll, we'll bury him right now and we'll have a funeral for him. Yes, and they bury him on the field. And then <laughs> because he had such a dedication to the children's sport. And then for the rest of eternity children stomp on his grave yeah. as they play and they, soccer oh, oh, and they put the cement soccer ball as his tombstone <gasps> yes wow. he loves soccer. oh my god it's a beautiful ending guys i gotta say i got i think that's a great place to end it i think that i don't think <laughs> to get, anything gets better it's, than it's that. not gonna get better than that we finished it that's done i agree i agree i think that's been um that's been the haunted mask too that has been the haunted mask too so that is the haunted mask I have to say that I think it's a pretty good one, but overall, nothing new happens. So it's a pretty well-written book, but I'm kind of disappointed that nothing uh, really new happened. I will say that uh, the book was okay, um, but I did like that we finally got what we've been asking for this entire series, which is the vivid depictions of children's kicking other children's asses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think at this point, I walk away from it with... The 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 roving band of of marauders that are these first grade kids. I love them. I I hope that they be somehow become there's a third haunted mask book. I'm pretty sure I I would somehow hope that they all become the the haunted mask kids. I don't know how, but if it's like passing the curse along, I wish I would hope like the Flintstone kids. But yeah, like 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 Bam Bam and uh, uh. Whatever pebbles. pebbles, you mean like the Flintstone Kid vitamins? No, uh, well, that's that's <laughs> Flintstone Kids was like a cartoon that came out in the eighties where it was oh, like yeah. Pebbles and Bam Bam, but then also kid versions of like all the main characters. So yeah, that confused me. I was always unsure of what that meant in terms of the lore. <laughs> I think it was just baby, ba- like kids, like kids from Bedrock. Anyway, sure. let's not get into that. <laughs> but no, I do want to say real quick note. I swear to God, we're gonna wrap this up. Flintstones two, Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, Fred Flintstone is played by Robert Baratheon. Blew my mind. Pretty, oh, pretty, wow. pretty, pretty great. If you want to see him and one of the Baldwins uh, pretend to be Barney Rubble and Fred Flintstone. Anyway, anyway, that, anyway, that's haunted mask too. 
Uh, we did it. We got through uh, another sequel, and uh, we're approaching very quickly one of the sequels that I think we're all really looking forward to, and that is the uh, the Say Cheese or Die, or Say Cheese and Die sequel to see if there's any sort of repercussions for the murder that those children's committed. Say those Cheese and Die <laughs> again. It sounds like they will kill again. We're not sure. We'll find out. We're not completely aware. Uh, yeah, we'll be there next time. If you also want to help steer the direction of the show, what books we read, uh, what adventure ones we cover, you can support the show on patreon.com slash goosebuds. Not only do you get to vote on what we read next, but you get access to bonus uh, Camp Goosebud episodes and a lot of other cool stuff like our Discord that we post strange out-of-context images in uh, and people talk about uh, their fears and hopes. It's beautiful. Mostly their fears. Mostly their mostly their fears. Uh, another way to help out the show is by leaving an iTunes review. I know it can be a pain in the rear to remember your iTunes password, but hey, if you really wanted to help us and you know you just love us and you're willing to go through resetting <laughs> your password, then leaving an iTunes review is a great way to help the show. And I've got a review here. This one is from Invisible Cow. They say great show, five stars. They say, never got to read Goosebumps as a child because I was such a scaredy cat. But this is a fantastic way to actually understand the mind of R.L. Stein, who killed my dog and put a curse on my crops. Oh, oh, Jesus. That's unfortunate. I'm scared. But- I, someone needs to warn R.L. Is that the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight reference? I forgot. Is that maybe. Scarecrow? Did the dog die in that? If so, I feel really bad for that dog. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe it does. But uh, yeah. Don't worry, an invisible cow is an invisible cow is coming <laughs> to murder R.L. Stein in in revenge. So don't worry, that dog will be avenged. A farm spirit, if you will. Uh, I have one here from Luke Dalla that says, "I'm slurping on that slippery sliming podcast." And he said, <laughs> "Gnarly love, love Luke." Yeah. So okay. So you know that's a review. Is we appreciate that review. <laughs> I think you guys can. I, this is a challenge to the listeners of this show. Can you write a compelling review that's as compelling as the Haunted Mask wiki entry? Not the not for the series, but for the character, the Haunted Mask that Paul read. Can, you really flex your writing skills. Maybe talk about you know which of you know maybe describe our voices how about that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or or our spooky demeanor you know something just write, give us something right from a unique perspective like that how that was written from the perspective of the mask maybe right from the perspective of our microphones talking about how our voices feel going inside of them or maybe right from the perspective of the listener you do what you want <laughs> yeah you know and another way, if you want to support the show, you can follow us on Twitter. We promote all the new stuff coming out. And we love seeing you guys retweet us to uh, spread the good gospel of Goosebuds. Uh, shout out to people like uh, Sam Kim, Steam Nemzik, Mackenzie B, uh, Blastotron, The Rupal, Third Sergio, Cat to Cat. We, we really appreciate you guys on Twitter interacting with us and sharing the love. It means a lot. And that's uh, at GoosebudsPod on Twitter. Yes, yes. Thank you. You can follow myself at Don Moschini, both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, there are some things that I post there, but most of the time I'm posting on Paperback Paradise. And you can buy new merchandise. I have new postcards and posters. I have a Bats Kick My Ass poster. Yeah. It's great. At comfyjunior.com. It's only six bucks. How about that? That's what a, a deal. Price. Okay. You can follow <laughs> me at Paul Ritchie on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram, Paul underscore Ritchie, R I T C H E Y. I'll post pictures of uh, sunsets and cats on there. <laughs> and, and you can find his baseball trivia Instagram 
at Ball Pitchy. Ball Pitchy. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> finally giving that some love, Dom. That was something that uh, no one had been paying attention to, and I'm excited to get more facts out into the world. Yes. Pitch those facts out into the world. Uh, and you can also you can also find me on uh, our sister podcast, which is Pretend Friends, and there will be there's going to be a crossover episode coming up very oh, soon. I'm so excited for that juicy, juicy crossover! It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be great. Chad, what are you up to? Uh, you know, uh, I'm you? I'm writing a lot. You can find me on most internet stuff uh, at Quantum Theory on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch. I swear I'm going to get back into streaming. Uh, yeah, just been kind of enjoying making some stuff that's all building up steam and energy before it releases out of the earth like cicadas. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 a real good time. And uh, it yeah. sounds like a good one, guys. Uh, I think that's I think that's Goosebuds. I think so. That's Goosebuds. That's Haunted Mass too. I'll see you on the other side of mask of the mask <laughs> see you on the other side of the mask baby i'll see you on side of the mask bye guys <laughs> goodbye bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our beautiful patrons at patreon.com slash goosebuds. Thank you to Kale Clinton, Chris Culver, Reed Stupendike, Funny Cat Eating a Whole Pizza.mpeg, The Dragon Llama, So Lazo, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, You guys ever just think about Zentacles? Anthony Kuwabara, Hollis Hornbeak, Drew Applegate, Brock Graham, Buddy Morrill, Heath Robinson, Hugh Bolin, Cameron Murphy Audio, Aaron Watching You Sleep Dom Cole, Joe, Chris Birch, Joey Evans, Clayton C, Becca McWilliams, Carl Kleinasser, Dapio, Joe, Remember to Save Early and Often, Scott, Malicious, David Cron, John Keaty, Senpai Gods, Fred Atkins, Kramer, Yanni Markovina, Joshua P. Robertson, Michael Knight, Blake Alvarez, Kyla Tharp, Paul Grasso, Carewise Gamgee, Michael McDowell, Stealth Bates, Elusive Koala, Mickey C., Turtlemancer, Jessica Zybol, Mike Lanteri, Sleepy Boy 69, Cameron Hansen, Nathan Dolezal, Walter Fraser, Christian Van Skyver, Nick Hinkle, Joseph Miranda, go to comfyjunior.com. You know, I appreciate that one. Daniel Kalejas. Taylor Dierks. Paul's Christmas Sock, a.k.a. Watch Out for That Dirty Slink, a.k.a. P-C-S-W-O-F-T-D-S. French Onion Supine. Slum Ward Onion. Swaggy Bones McSkelly Squire. Jared Mason. Patrick Reynolds. Jesus Christ. Jim Greaves. Robert Moon. Boney. Martin A. Macias. Scott Colopy. Boss Skeleton. Natu Pearl Henderson, Alistair Perez, Brooke X, Zankeef, Jason Crooker, Corey Shelley, Christopher Boyce, 
third Sergio. Joe. Joshua Goofflumps Lopez. Chad Sexy Grandma. Chase Nyman. Jubs. Christina Doling. Clay Castle. Etono Moore. The Rupal Productions. Just a pretty good dog overall. Generally depressing. Afshin. Miguel Pardo. Jeremy Lowe. Trent Davis. Low Belly Hate Me. Vincent Modica. Rex Ronan Experimental Surgeon. Luke Noodles. Rocky Raccoon. Zach Connor. Calf. Adam Norton. Bean Father Spookman. Cody Redfield. Anxious Serve. Connor Church. Matt, the half-court warlock bachelor. Avery Whitney. Randy Hernandez. Christopher Dunn. John, the howling eye still knocks and stares down at you, Chad Duda. Trendy Moron. Yeah. Zambambino. Ryan Kite. Gabe Chavez. Carter Glass. Ishak Arifin. Emma B. Drinking Blue Icy. Maddie. Foolish for Deborah. Matthew, last month was supposed to be pea shop theme. <laughs> confused but i love it paranoia shop maybe that's what it is maybe that's what it is jackie goofy bread ladue poyo boyo you know it's real reinfected jordan lockwood ryan melfi valhalla black sniggenson van pickens the puerto rican dream tyler penner alan sailor chosen one Gregory D. Warren, James Roy, Kyle Billings, Mikey Jello, Boss Garretson, Sam Hash, Chris Pittman, Aiden Dice, Dan, Bradford Coulter, Dylan Eads, Dylan Vaughn, Joe Tierney, Jake Young, Patreon Donator Yo, Tom Whitman, Jin K. Jonas Engman, Lady Storyweaver, Rich Hilborn, Smooth Mage, Shifty Swamps, Ryan Stewart, Stanky McStanky. Soup Experimental. Toothless Barry the Whistler Bostowitz. Will Holmes. Divaldi. A pair of Scots. Dan Henshaw. Blade Damas. Joshua Jacobwitz. Mickle Hearts Corn underscore. Justin Wagman. Calamity Carl. Brendan, I know about you and Beanfather, and I want a divorce. Danger Tits. Jennifer Britton. Cardboard Walk, Goose Time, Cree Bricky, Jonas Evan Boldson, Eric Englund, Llama Consultant, Marceline Miller, Eric LeBaron, Jonas Blotterman, Nicholas Johnson, Goblin Library, Stephen Edwards, Aaron T. Strunk, Leviathan, ZB, Matthew Literal, Alan G. Jessomi, Brandon Roudenbush, Nathan Remick, Andrew Big Jadson, Naked Co Ed, Goosebumping T shirt, <laughs> Ryan Shell, Dango Twist, Goon Cahoots, Tommy, Beautiful Magical Breakfast Boy, Owie, Stephen Ghost Kisser Daniels, Rug, Lord Cornwallis, Victor, Nick Johnson, Up and Champ. That really wets my bread. Alicia Grape. And Brian Wells. Thank you to everyone 